Pete Moss, Syphilis, and Juan Priestley. Juan Priestley. Uh, you know that's right. It's season three, episode four of Psych and this podcast. I've heard it both ways. 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 And welcome back to I've Heard It Both Ways. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. Riding shotgun with me, as always, in the blueberry is my partner in crime, Little Goliath. <laughs> Little, how's it going, my friend? No, I'm going to do the switch here. Oh, uh, it's going well. Uh, you know, uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back, baby, with uh, a season three, episode four that was uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And and first off, the the, the fucking name of this episode pardon my french way too long you know pain the how much of a pain in the ass it is to type this on friggin twitter and- i honestly think that the synopsis is shorter oh a hundred percent shorter like it's like half as long <laughs> which is great for a synopsis uh terrible for you know the name of the episode but uh <laughs> as billy said we're back baby let's run through the process before we dive into this some bitch well it starts with the holla as you know ends with the cream skull and if there's time in between little thundercats oh. oh so yeah looking back at this episode so i'm starting to wonder now because like i've always like i've always said like seasons one and two are good season three you know, through season six, or you know, is like the absolute meat and potato. Like that is, and four episodes into season three, and I'm I'm going, is season uh-huh. three as good as I remember? You know what? No. Yeah, I don't think it is. It's it still, has it, it has a good. Well, what do they say? Slugging, but the average, not that high. Yeah, yeah. Like we're four episodes in, and season two had already had two fucking all timers. Hmm. You know, right, right out of the gate, and then you know, dipped a couple, but was pretty steady. This is, I think, what we're going to find with season three as we go along. Here is it's just a slow sort of, uh, you know, ascent up that mountain. So because we do get a couple, you know, what we do get some episodes this season. And I can tell you, fantastic. Next one, I don't love that much. Oh yeah, you know what? I don't. I think there's a good like. Again, we're getting we're getting a lot of good Henry. Like oh, Henry's I mean, great Henry's in this episode. Goddamn star. He really has been so far, and he's actually fantastic in the next episode. And there's a couple of really great like sight gags mm-hmm. uh, in that episode. But yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Like again, I, I'm like, oh, you know what? When it comes to season three, I skip most of these episodes. Like I, I do like the episode. Of course, it's psych. I'm gonna right. enjoy it. But the the thing with it is, it's 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 a lot of Sean funniness. And, you know, we'll dive in in a second here. But the guest star, this is the biggest miss since uh, season two with the uh, Lindsay Likin. Yeah, this isn't – I don't think this is as guy from Wings can. Yeah. <laughs> this guy from Wings can bite it, man. Yeah, you know, he's not He's not nearly as bad of a guest uh, as Lindsay Likin. He, the problem is I think he's just a little too – he's over the top. and But, the, but the, it actually kind of works – uh, in a couple of, you know, it actually works in a couple of instances, not necessarily with him, but you know, the story of him, the character of him, you start to understand Henry a little bit more yes. when, you know, when he says, I, I didn't want you to grow up to be the fun uncle, like in that aspect of it, it worked. Right. And he had a couple of good moments. He, I think he played the sketchy con artist, you know, uh, you know, fun uncle 
pretty well, but he wasn't like you know. That's the problem. They set the bar so friggin' high with their guests uh, with their guests uh, on these episodes that falling short of that, I think, is always just gonna kind of feel like meh. When he said kitten, I almost vomited every time. Like, <laughs> Mark kitten, and, it, and like, he doesn't know how to play it. Like, yeah, I get what he's doing, but he's not good at. It. And you yeah, know, he doesn't quite pull it off as well as you would. Because he was great on wings, you what, know. And, what was he? Uh, well, we'll just get well, to him. We're 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 banging through him here. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. It's, Stephen Weber, Uncle Jack, uh, Uncle Jack, um, uh, Spencer. You would assume, uh, you know, wings, puppy dog pals, yeah. drunk history. Of course, he was on Monk because it's a USA show. Yeah, and then uh, Duckman. But I just there's nothing about this guy I enjoyed other than he drove the plot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I won't argue with that. I'm not going to sit here and try and sell the people on on, on Stephen Weber. And God knows, it's, it's got to have at least have been 25 years plus since I've seen Wings. So my recollection of his character on the show might be, you know, uh, you know, might be off a bit. But if he had a fastball, he lost it. We'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he wasn't great, but he wasn't he wasn't that friggin' bad either. Like Lindsay Lycan was just like bottom of the goddamn barrel bad. So he's somewhere, you know, he's somewhere in between. Mm, he's on the Mount Rushmore bad right now. Well, yeah, but that's it's, it's two. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Uh, so here's the here's the synopsis. Uh, Sean's Uncle Jack leads a hunt for pirate treasure. Boom. That's Done. a fucking synopsis. Perfect. Uh, so this was, so, you know, going back to this episode and sort of, you know, like, I, maybe it was a little a smidge better than I remember because again, this is just always one. Okay, I'm just gonna kind of skip this one. I go into season mm-hmm. three. I'm gonna watch something else. So going back and watching it, it was a you know a tick or two better than I, I remember it being. But this was an interesting episode, Billy, because one, the cold open comes really late into uh, the beginning, but I loved the storytelling of this episode, sort of going past, present, past, present, and then it all sort of like like that movie Memento, right? It goes backwards and then for like scenes in color or presence, right? Black, whatever, and then it all kind of comes together and then takes off from there. So I this was a unique episode in that regard, and that I think that's what maybe uh, bumped it up a notch or two for me. Yeah, they Tarantinoed it a little bit, right? Yeah. They were all over the place storytelling. It doesn't actually start with the flashback. It starts with them in, you know, the office and, you know, the you know, there, there's a lot of good simple writing gags here. Great joke telling, but the writing of the actual story, I mean, it's preposterous at most points. Yeah, this is one of the ep- one of those episodes that is a little more outlandish. Like even even like even like the, you know some of the episodes in season two, and that we got they they've seemed out you know on paper they're outlandish, but mm-hmm. like okay, I can kind of believe that. Like okay, yeah, that the makes stroke of the pen sense. is yeah is is getting them to fill in the gaps. It's making it a little bit more believable, and I'm I'm here for an adventure. But yeah, I this mean, one no, there's a couple of things where I'm just like that would never fucking happen. No, it never would happen. But here's a little secret about me, Billy. I'm a sucker for the National Treasure movies. <laughs> Big Nick Cage guy? I mean, who is it? Yeah, who is it? But I, I do love, like, you know, it's like Goonies, right? It takes me back mm-hmm. to Goonies, right? This, you know, tried to have some sort of Goonies feel to it. Um, you know, it doesn't quite have that charm because we're you're dealing with grown men and not, you know, you know, not, uh, you know, uh, the truffle shuffle and data and all those kids. Right. But, uh, but I did kind of like that aspect of it, but it was very outlandish. It's like, you know, 
grown men aren't going on a fucking treasure hunt, and there aren't going to be guys just, you know, chasing down, you know, Sean and shooting in public and, you know, not alerting the attention of the police. Or, you know, so. And the was, treasure map looked like it was from Friendlies when you flip the thing <laughs> over to call like swaggins would draw on that thing. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, give me something a little more. They, they have landmarks on it, like it's a it's a it's a kids book. You got you got the compass on one side, and then you got the gold fever wing sauce stain on the other side, right? You know, and <laughs> but there were some great moments, I think, in this episode. And and again, it was a lot of visual stuff. Like so, right in the beginning, I loved. Uh, just Sean, Henry, and Gus in the interrogation room, mm. and the, it's just the three of them there. And like you know, Sean's doing his typical quickie, you know, quippy thing, and Gus is like, "Shut up, Sean." Henry's like, "What the fuck did you do? Just keep your mouth shut." And we didn't do anything wrong. And then Henry and Sean's like, "Well, eh." And then you know, Lassie and 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 Jules and and uh, and, and Vic come in, and they're like, "You guys are in a lot of fucking trouble." And Sean's being Sean. And uh, Chief Vic is like, no, you fucking idiot. Like, start talking. This is some serious shit. And, um, and, and so this is, this is how the episode starts. And then we get our flashback. Yes. I mean, to me, the stuff that happens in the police room is when you get all the good stuff. The, the yeah. flashback, you know, it's to Sean as a little kid in his classroom. He doesn't, he's ashamed of his dad. I got to tell you, that kid in the classroom Who's like I don't know what a what a what was it a tax adjuster does besides drink his yeah. delivery? Give that kid a fucking Emmy! What a delivery of that line! He blew Steven Weber out of the water with that one line. Oh my god! Like that's the guest. I don't know who he was, but like he's like I don't know what he does. Yeah. Besides drink, like what a delivery! Like I love that kid. It was absolutely perfect. And so you know, this is where we get introduced to Uncle Jack. So it's like bring your parent to to school day and so sean like you know tells his teacher that his uncle jack is really his dad and he's you know he's going on about this you know, you know spanish pirate bouchard and you know his hunt for treasure and he's talking about syphilis and henry comes in and says uh you know he, you know he sort of you know you know you know busts a bubble there uh and then jack sort of redeems the classroom by throwing them you know chocolate gold coins which i'll tell you what are delightful but this oh, is this yeah, is where we get our it, baby. right. It's, but this is where we get like that's that's who this character is going to be. He's a bit of a nitwit. You can see why Sean likes him so much because they seem like they're sort of two peas in a pod. And uh, so we get that flashback. We get back to the also interior- oh. real quick. The worst Henry hair ever. Oh. It is it is just wispy. It's not like sometimes when he slicks it back, like you know, you know receding hairline guys do real tight. It's nice. He's not trying to hide too much. This is just like, what are you doing? You think and this, this is slicked back? Oh, that oh, that was pushed back. It was awful. Like, oh, uh, you know what? I think that might be a picture now. It, yeah. If, if Henry's if Henry's uh, got the wig on, we're, we're we're putting more of those in the photos. Yeah, we're gonna have to. I mean, his the the the, the wig department has really slacked the last few episodes because we've commented a few times on just how bad you know Henry's hair has been. Uh, but this is this is sort of like you know the episode takes place mostly in the interrogation room, and then we get these cool flashbacks of you know the story coming together. And one of the best things I love is in the beginning here, um, and this 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 goes to you know who I pick for my favorite character of the episode. But the whole story of Gus and his fucking pumas. 
<laughs> it's the best. Two, a two hundred. There's never been a two hundred dollar puma, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I lost a two hundred dollar puma, Sean. You know, and the look on Sean's face when he tells him that. Um, and so this is, you know, we find out, you know, in this moment that you know the guys are in serious trouble. Jules, I gotta tell you what. I love this little scene here with Jules because she dropped the hammer. Formidable. And uh, formidable, but Sean nailed it. He goes, that was hot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She drops the hammer on top of that nail. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she was, you know, she wasn't really prevalent other than kind of being the the steering them back on course lady. But, you know, it, it's just enough. You know, they use them well. I know you hate any time there's a side story with them. But uh, I thought they were using – this is probably one of the least used Lassie episodes ever, and he's barely doing anything. Yeah, him, Vic, and Jules. They're, they're more of just a vehicle of, you know, getting them to – like they're, they're helping narrate the story in the sense that when they're in the present, getting Sean to stay focused, to tell the story for when they flash back and, you know, and, and how all the pieces, you know, come together. But we find out that this episode is going to be a treasure hunt, and – that in and of itself earns this episode a little extra, you know, on the grade. When we get to the grade, I probably would have given it something a tick or two lower, but because I'm a sucker for a treasure hunt, you know, I, I graded it a little bit higher. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, I think that's what Psych does well is that, like, it's pretty formulaic in how they, you know, it's a procedural as we talked about, but they always find ways to do something like this that's unique to tell a story uh, that, that keeps you engaged and, and keeps yeah, you interested. It, it is another way to get into the episode. And again, I think some shows are lazy about it and they are the furthest thing from lazy when they're trying to get into something. Cause it's always a little fresh. I think early on, you kind of like, Oh, they're in the office. They're trying to pick on something that just happened. I love this. And I love when they go home from the movies and, you know, Sean's riffing uh, that Henry fell asleep. And then, um, you know, it's the classic somebody's in the house Yep. And they're going to investigate. And I love this in any form. It, they do it all the time, but the way that they did it when, you know, Henry's given the orders by hand signal and yep. he does the point to the eyes and then point up. And Sean's just like, what, you want me to poke you in the eyes on the roof? <laughs> like that kind of stuff, that gets me a giggle every time. And like, it's a legit chuckle. So yeah. like, it's tough to get a like a le- legit laugh out loud moment anytime I watch anything. But every time that makes me legitimately like, what, you want me to poke you in the eyes on the roof? Like, <laughs> it's fucking hysterical. And, and I love when Henry pulls the stun gun uh, out of the birdhouse. <laughs> yeah. And then Sean goes, what's under the garden gnome in M80? You yeah, know? it's just perfect. Yeah. And then Gus, Gus is freaking out. And so, you know, the guys go into the house. Like, so this is, so like, we're now in the thick of, okay, we're going back in time. We're, we're figuring out how this story came to be. Uh, and, and so the, the, it's another thing that Psych does well. They build suspense. And so they're going through the house, and you have no idea that Uncle – I mean, you, you got a feeling that Uncle Jack is – they wouldn't have introduced him in the cold open if he mm-hmm. wasn't going to – so you, you kind of had a sense that he's the one in the house, but, like, they don't know that. And then Sean finds – I, I didn't get this penny thing. This penny, Actually, this penny thing kind of drove me nuts. I know they explained It's like the hat like, thing. Yeah. They always – I yeah. The hat thing, the that always pisses me off. Count the hats, and then the um, a good cops, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any any one of those things that they do, they're like trying to create their own trope. Hate it. 
Yeah, and so this was like it just felt really forced and kind of lame. Sean finds a penny. He now he knows that it's Uncle Jack that the one you know that's in the house because apparently it's something that Uncle Jack does by leaving a penny. You know, because the world could use a little luck or whatever. And it never comes back into play in like a major way, other than at the end, it's a nice thing for Henry to say, "I taught it to him," and then he took it to another level. Yeah, I guess that's okay. But I would have liked it to have, you know, he saw a penny and the guy's penny loafers in the station. And he's like, yeah, or something to that effect. I don't know. But I felt like the penny thing was just kind of maybe somebody in like Steve Frank's family did it. I don't know. And I feel bad just shitting all over this episode. I do like it. And obviously I love Psych. But this might be one of my least favorite episodes. Yeah, it's definitely definitely one of the least, you know, my least favorite episodes of the season. And this is sort of where I started to think like, huh, maybe season three isn't as great as I thought it was. Maybe the real meat of Psych is four, five, six kind of thing, right? But <laughs> No, but, you know, I, I agree. Like, I look back on three fondly because there are some, uh, you know, just quickly, you know, Disco one is yep. next. Don't love it. But there might be blood the moment they're on the boat. Yep. Love it. Talk Derby to me. One of the best ones ever. Yep. Uh, Gus walks into a bank. I like more every time I watch it. Yep. Christmas Joy. Not a fan. Six Feet Under the Sea. Lassie did a bad, bad thing. Earth, Wind, and Wait for it. Any Given Friday. True Liars. And then, you know, it has the first Yang episode. So I think yeah. that's why we look fondly on this season. It ends late, very late. strong. Yeah, it's, it's just crushing it late. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we'll probably have Jake up on for the season yeah. three recap. And this will be his favorite episode. Yeah, and, 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 and maybe we'll have someone else too, right? We 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 yeah. we've kicked around, you know, something else. So big big marketees for the people. Uh, I did that on uh, TLDR, and it really fucking hit me in the face. Uh, so I'm trying not to do teases anymore because I'm not good at it apparently. And uh, a quick aside uh, for those of you who listen to this podcast, I just listened to the Dork TLDR Shine Team Up, one of my favorite podcasts of all time. You guys, it was amazing. Uh, I like when yeah, I think this is why. This podcast is really good. TLDR is really good because we talk about things we know. And I said last night on uh, PCP, my other podcast, that you know we do wrestling really well. When Dork dives deep into a subject, they do really well. I don't know what Mac and Goo do well, nor CMC, um, <laughs> but maybe they'll figure it out. But you know, you know we, we, we skate our lane really well here. I mean, we're we're literally we're probably the most hyper focused of any podcast. Oh well, well, thank you very much, Billy. And uh, I, I, I have a ton of fun doing this. I, I know you do as well. So uh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that was that was a fun episode to do. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Uh, talking Batman. I mean, that's that's I could just do that with my fucking you know eyes closed. So uh, ton of fun. But but getting getting us back, you know, yeah. years. So I mean, I love that whole that that whole scene there because this is now where like the show like takes off in terms of like. Uncle Jack is back. He's found this treasure map. He wants to find Bouchard's map. And this is where we kind of get our first sense that Jack is a bit of a dickhead. Right? He's a oh, bit of awful. A, he's, I hate a bit, he's a bit of a con man here. And he's he's there because, you know, he obviously he wants to find the treasure and he and he's doing it under the guise of he needs Sean's help as a psychic, right? And he knows Sean isn't a psychic, but he he uses that relationship with Sean to sort of goad him in, and uh, and and so this was, uh, th- like I said, this is 
I enjoy this episode, but like it's it's moments like I think the more you talk about uh, Uncle Jack, I think the more I agree with you there. Yeah, I mean he's a user and he's not really good at being shifty. Sean, it's just you know he's brilliant. I think he's you know overall an underrated TV actor. I think this show's obviously underrated, but he just does this kind of comedy where it just. It moves to the beat of jazz. It, yeah. it really is just so clean with all of the people in this. And even Henry is a little outclassed, but the way he does it, he hangs. Yeah. Everyone else, I think, you know, Jules is right there. Lassie is probably the best actor in yeah. cable TV history. He's, he's amazing. <laughs> um, honestly, he might be. Cable TV didn't, you know. Uh, but, like, they all move really well. And you can just tell, like, this guy, it's just, you know, Wings was the USA show. We'll throw this, yeah. the Weber kid a bone. Yeah. He did have a good line here, though. Like the one good moment. So when Gus, so like Sean Henry have been talking with Uncle Jack, and, and and Gus just sort of breaks in as Gus would do, sort of all frantic, and he's holding a hose. And Sean just that goes, is, This is the best part. Yeah. Is that a hose? What are we going to do? Give him a high colonic? <laughs> I fucking die. <laughs> and then Jack goes, No, no, no. I get, you're going to bust in here, blind him with the water, and make him move. So like that was like the only real moment that fit where I felt like he fit. Yeah. Right, and so, but that was a good scene. I, I, and, and I by the way, how, how jazzed up Gus is to hug him. <laughs> yeah. He's just so good. Like, yeah. that's a, that's an incredible Gus moment that should be gift. Like, it's just, he, he gets, like, out of control excited. Thanks, Uncle Jack. I was the only kid in middle school who knew what the trifecta was. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I you get, I mean, you get why Sean and Gus would gravitate towards this type of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether he pulled it off, that's a different, you know, that's a, that's a side pod, you know, for a different day. Uh, but I love this because, you know, like, you know, Uncle Jack, we're getting the Bouchard stuff. They want Henry to come along, but Henry's like, no, 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 no. And then there's like, there's a couple of pauses. And then you see Henry come back and he's like, I'm in, I'm in. And I love Sean goes, don't listen to him, Uncle Jack. He's a dream killer. <sighs> and I mm-hmm. just, I just love it when, when Sean just kind of ribs, you know, ribs Henry that way. But. Uh, I'm glad that Henry was a part of this episode because I think if it was just Jack, Sean, and Gus, it wouldn't have been as funny. Oh, no, no. Henry is the straight man in a lot of these episodes. kind of has to be. Uh, but he does a really good job of kind of tying everything together. And you know, there's a lot of scenes in this one where, again, like you're premature uh, calling Henry a prick. You can just see why he's necessary in this show. And yeah. he's really been the man in season three. Yeah. And, and was, very sympathetic. Yeah. And for most of season two, you know, if we're being honest, I mean, uh, just like you get it, like, is the method always great? No, but the, mm. the, the purpose of it is, you know, and, and in the end, and we see that when, when the series comes to a close, you know, just how, you know, vital and, and important, you know, the, the role of, of Henry really was. And so, but, you know, that was in the past. We're back to the present. They're at the station. This was a quick little scene where uh, Lassie and, and Chief Vic are looking through two-way glass, and Sean is mirroring Lassie's every, every move. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, she got, and Lassie goes, can he fucking see me? No, no, he can't get in there. And then Sean goes, who's the guy in the suit? And so normally this isn't a thing I would have written down in the notes, but th- that man in the suit becomes pivotal uh, – I can't say this fucking word, Billy. I I, I I stumbled upon the word pivotal last week on TLDR like four fucking times. Just oh, you just stuck a landing up. right there. You got it. 
Yeah, I did, but you know, all in all, it took me like ten times to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy in the suit will come back, you know, later on. So I just, you know, they 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 went out of their way to make that mention fairly early on in the episode, and so now we're back in the past. And then now the quest is beginning, and we get a great little montage here. You know, uh, you know, Jack's discussing details of the map and Bouchard's Henry. Um, there's clues hidden in the map, so he, that's why. I mean, that's why he wants Sean. He just wants Sean to figure this thing out because guess what? A piece of the fucking map is missing. Jack's a fucking idiot, and uh, he yeah. And the gone. little things that he gives, like a hook-handed woman, like he doesn't deliver those lines that they're not good. And I think that's what you know Sean can do really well is deliver those outrageous lines and make them seem palatable. He does not. We also get one of the greatest sight gags in the history of sight care when they're on their way to the, um, is it a museum? What the hell is it? Uh, some sort of, it's not a museum, but it's like a historical society. Yeah. When, <laughs> you know, uh, we're really excited. And he's gussing him and running up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> And Gus trips. He's like, I can contain my excitement a little better. But that's, I think that's used in the open of sight till almost the end. I think so. And and I love this little scene here because they, they sort of have to, like, pretend there's someone else to kind of get in there. And uh, <laughs> and I just love this little exchange uh, where Gus goes, magic fedoras. You're the one that wanted the fedoras. Not me. Stop changing the story, Sean. And Sean goes, oh, my mistake. He wanted to wear a matching yellow gauchos. And I don't know if you picked <laughs> up on this. That's a Curious George reference. Is it really? The man in the yellow hat. He was all yellow, and the pants that he was wearing were gauchos, the big sort of puffy baggy hammer pants. Yeah. Is that, it, yep, go ahead. I don't know. You go ahead. I, I was going to say, they make, they make two Curious George references in this episode. Really? Well, I'll wait for the uh, other one. But um, <laughs> uh, I remember we did a trivia years ago, probably 15 years ago now, maybe even a little less, but – um, it was real cartoon character names and like the trivia would give out clues by songs. And I knew one of them was Horatio Magellan. That's Horatio Magellan Crunch, Captain Crunch. Uh-huh. And the other one, like there was eight other names. We just guessed on one of them, but they were playing yellow by Coldplay. And I was like, one of them is probably the man in the yellow hat. Do you know his real name? I do not know his real name. I do. It's Ted Shackelford. Ted Shackelford, jeez! Of all the curious George that Swaggins has watched, I've never once come across you know his actual name is Ted Shackelford. That's, I don't that's know. Good to know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why that's a thing, but and, and how I knew it, but I did. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard that here, folks. <laughs> fun a fact. Little, little fun fact there. So you know they're in the mission. You know the piece of the map's missing, but Sean, because he's a good detective and he's good at you know this kind of stuff, he figures out that uh, the map, uh, it looks similar to one of the paintings in the room that they're in, sort of looking for clues. And so Sean figures out, you know, where uh, the first clue is. And again, this is another sort of forced line from Uncle Jack where he goes, where did you hide that clue, you old syphilitic sea dog? Mm -hmm. And uh, which I think would be great if delivered right. Um, But they they figure out that there's a, a historic lighthouse uh, in town, so that's where they go, uh, you know, uh, to start, you know, you know, to, to continue on sort of with this story here. And, you know, they back at the police station, you know, Sean, Gus, uh, you know, they tell Jules and Lassie that once they arrived at the lighthouse, they were accosted by men with guns. This is another kind of weird trope that in the episode I wasn't my favorite because 
everyone seemed to be partners at Jack, and he just kept promising everyone, you know, half a share of the gold. Like at some point, one point, you go, "No, you fucking idiot! You're either giving me half that gold, or we're not helping you, you know, with yeah. the rest of this fucking journey." You know. My favorite is when they're tied up afterwards, and he goes, uh, "You know, he's just my nephew. I'm giving him a small finder's fee." And Jack just goes, "What's a finder's fee? Like fifty <laughs> percent?" <laughs> no, it's way less. <laughs> but you know, yeah, they get uh, they get locked up, tied up, uh, a little three way deal there, and you know, basically, you know, they threaten to. Well, they actually do hit Jack a couple times to get the map out of them, and yeah. Sean kind of leads them down a different road of where to go. So yeah. that buys them some time there, and then you know, they took their cell phones. Last, he's like, "Well, how'd you contact Henry? He didn't have cell phones." And then you get probably my favorite scene of the episode. Yeah, and this is a tremendous gag throughout Psych is, you know, Gus. We've already seen it a couple of times. Gus not wanting to use the company phone. It, it's usage, man. It's, it doesn't matter who calls me. <laughs> so, like, Gus has his phone, you know, hidden in his uh, sock like it was a fucking, you know, uh, a gun, right? They and also do they, that with Lassie when he has to surrender his pen from writing tickets. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> gag. Anytime, like, you, you just, like, it's on your ankle. Like yeah. any, like I'm gonna put like uh you know some people you're like I keep that thing on me it's like a bottle of ranch that'd yeah, be a yeah, good right. gag for somebody just a bottle of ranch down there right you know some strips of bacon yeah you know uh, <laughs> that'd be Ron Swanson's right <laughs> a couple of pocket dogs just tucked into your sock oh, uh, but yes yeah, it's great because Gus has it's had this phone the whole time but he refuses to use it even though they're like you know tired and- he even says we we're gonna die here yeah and he's like no I'm not you know and so. And I love that. And so what what I love more about this scene, though, is that it's a retelling from the station. And and so, you know, Chief Vic, it was, you know, really kind of laying into Sean. She goes, let me now let me be frank. Oh. And, and then Sean goes, only if I can be Dean and he can be Sammy. Why do I have to be Sammy? Fine. He can be Sammy and you get to be Joey Bishop. Do you really want to be Joey Bishop? And this exchange was just perfect. Yeah, I mean, how often does somebody set you up with? Let me be frank. Yeah, it was it was absolutely fantastic. So, um, and, and then Jules got like real. This is where she really got serious, and she she fucking laid into Sean here, and he just kind of, you know, he stiffened up a bit, you know, figuratively and literally. Um, and then so they go back into the storytelling here. They're back at the cabin, you know, and, and this is where you know we get the whole cell phone thing in, in the sock and. And that running gag, and you know, and and, and Jack gets pissed, uh, and this is, this is probably like, like the most like honest this character is the whole episode when he gets pissed at Sean because Sean gave him the map. Right? Oh, he's and, a and, giant baby. Yeah, he's a real he's a real fucking knob job here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sean's like, no, but I've got it all upstairs. And he's like, yeah, 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 kid. I know you're not psychic. Like that scene made me just want to like, you know. Can't snow the snowman. Yeah, Yeah. he sucks. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't – it's almost like the uh, X-Pac heat. Like, you don't hate him because you're supposed to hate him. You kind of hate him because he stinks at his job. But he's also, in this moment, you're right. This and the the high colonic area there in the beginning are his two best moments because it kind of does get you on the air, right? Like, this guy's definitely not a good guy. And you can see the double cross a-coming. Um but, you know, they are able to contact Henry. They have a nice little – do they call it a uh, Chinese restaurant first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's uh, place an order for this. Because <laughs> he's trying to 
you know, dial the number, you know, with the pen in his mouth, you know, like, that, again, that's also not believable. There's no way in fucking hell he was dialing fucking Henry's number with a fucking no, pen. No, uh, what was a uh, paper mate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so they get a hold of Henry. They go back to Henry's house. Henry's house has been ransacked because those, you know, because uh, the guys that were chasing, you know, Jack's former partners were looking for clues the missing part of the map well they were looking for what jack was hiding right oh, away that's when right. we caught him in the ep- beginning of the episode right so sean sean recalled this and figured out you know where he was trying to hide something and, and he goes in there and he pulls out a key mm-hmm. so an old old uh pretty cool looking key if you're into that sort of thing and so now jack's back on board it's like oh i always believed in yet like just a classic you know con man and he's a front runner He's a front runner. And there's something that happens here where, where Jack, you know, he's mentioned Argentina a lot, mm-hmm. you know, talking about his travels. And so this was like they dropped a couple of clues throughout this episode mm-hmm. that like when they when they get to it at the end, it's like, oh, OK, like that, you know, they, they tried to do that thing where, you know, at the end, like here are all the clues. This is why you should go back and rewatch and pick it up. But they just didn't quite, you know, um, and pull that off. But, you know, Henry's in the hunt now, so they go back to the mission, um, and now they're being followed by men in a Lincoln Town car. So this yeah. is never and, good. And also, not believable. I mean, Sean picked up the tail on uh, Uncle Jack. He knew, he's like, I knew he was following me. Like, there's yeah. no way Henry and Sean don't catch a fucking tail. Like, get the Bingo. fuck out of here. Yeah. Bingo. Like I said, they tried to do that national treasure thing. They just didn't quite, um, you know, pull it off. But what we get here is a great is a great scene. Probably actually this might be my favorite scene of the episode uh, is when we get a nice little montage here of them, you know, making their way to the mission because Sean's trying to, you know, uh, get to where they need to go sort of off memory. And there's a scene where Henry's walking down the street. He's, you know, kind of kind of rushed. And these two babes walk by. And Henry just does the stop and look. And he's checking them out. And then he walks right into a wall. I fucking mm-hmm. love that. Like, I hear it. Henry, Henry's a red-blood American just like the rest of us, you know? Henry, Henry Spencer, still master caster. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, just an absolute Henry shirt, too. With that oh, yeah. neat highlighter, uh, neon yellow. Um but this is where we get the uh, – is it a, a muffler shop? And you yep. know, Jack offers the guy uh, 50% yep. split too just to get on top and look out. Yep. Um, so they figure out where they need to go next. It's the bluffs or whatever. Yep. Uh, they get down and then they're, they're confronted. By the way, I needed something more with his partners that this was like the smartest guy he ever worked with because this guy is solving the puzzle as fast as fucking Sean, which yeah. I didn't like either. Yeah. And the other thing I don't get either too is like this is like – a treasure hunt. Like I feel like it should have been a lot more difficult to put these clues. Like they, I mean, this this treasure hasn't been found in hundreds of years, and now all of a sudden, like Sean, like no, no, no offense to Sean, but like he's I just. I don't mind that to... Sean does it. Yeah. Well, right, but what I'm saying is like it just felt like it was a little too easy, even for Sean. Like this is I mean, it was it was a huge treasure full of gold, and he just like. He just solves it. Like I feel like someone else would have solved this by now. True, but he still is Sean, which True. is okay, which makes it even more ridiculous that these fucking street toughs are yeah. picking it up as soon as they are. Yeah. Well, this that, that and again, they got the, they got diverted for a little while too. 
Yeah. I, well, again, not to, not to keep going back to National Treasure, you know, but it's it's I mean it's essentially that, right? It, same thing happens no matter where Nick Cage goes and he's solving all this shit. You know, Sean Bean and his cronies are always they're they're always right there. It's like guys, fucking figure out you're being followed and you know take a random left every now and then. <laughs> well, it's fine that they're being followed because they're being followed by the other guys. The right. other guys, the dumb guys, they're just solving the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Again, like, mm, not 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 the strongest of episodes, but you know they get to the bluff. Uh, the bad guys, uh, you know, give chase, and this is where Gus loses the puma in a big fucking thing of mud. And he's trying to get his foot. You know, he's trying to. Sean. <laughs> and Sean just grabs him. Picks him up, and now he's running around without, uh, with just with, with one shoe, and uh, you know they're they're running through the woods, and they they get to the edge of the bluff, and they think they're they're where they need to be, and all of a sudden you just see this Black Hawk helicopter, like that would be sanctioned in Santa Barbara, right? Just coming up out of nowhere, and then you know I hate to say it, but I think we're about to get a ride in a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> So then we get back to the police station where the guys in the suits say they're part of the Spanish government. They're specializing in Spanish antiquities. Um, Sean, uh, you know, sort of figured out, you know, he, he put it all together because there's some talk between, you know, Gus, Lassie, and uh, uh, and Jewel, or Henry, Gus, and Jules about uh, the the couleur, the, the uh, something, 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 and that means painted caves. And Henry goes, oh, we used to bust street toughs or whatever Rattles. he goes. Rouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he used to rouse, you know. And uh <laughs> so now Sean's like, okay, I know exactly where this is now. And he does a little thing here. Like this was probably the most clever thing from the episode where Sean uh yells the word che. Mm-hmm. Uh and the guy from uh you know the, the, the Spanish uh guy from the Spanish government sort of has this reaction to it. So they get to the cave, they start digging, they find the treasure. And so the Spaniards are saying, all right, all right, give us the treasure. And Sean goes, no, no, because he realized that they weren't actually uh, Spanish or from the Spanish government, but they were actually Argentinians mm-hmm. uh, because the word che, che. means uh, bro- it's, Argent- it's an Argentinian word for brother or pal or, you know. And it's like so he, yeah, ooze. So he realized he had, they had to have been one of Jack's partners as well. So then Sean grabs the, you know, the gold. Uh, and him and Gus run you know, on the run. Gus loses the other Puma, you know, uh, and they finally get, um, you know, they, they sort of come to this dead end. But, you know, much to no one's surprise, Jack shows up, convinces Sean to toss him the gold and to meet them at Red Robin. And he takes off and we don't see from him again. Yeah, uh, Red Robin, which Sean Spencer claimed he had never been to before. What do they have at Red Robin? So another one. Just out the window here. But, uh, again, like, there's no reason they couldn't get in the car. Uncle Jack's just a dick. Yeah, 100%. And another thing, I would check the fucking bag sooner than, like, hours down the road, like Uncle Jack does, and find out it's fucking rocks. And then, like, also, like, the Spanish government chief, do I have to show you this paper again? Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, she's not going to buy that. Like, that that, that doesn't happen. And, you know, Jules did check on it, found out they were phony. Uh, the Che thing was a nice touch, but I wish they blended him in a little bit better than that. I mean, that that, that seemed a little weak. 
but you know, the lines alone make this a decent episode. Yeah, this is like the missteps here, right down the final stretch. You know, like I don't know if it was a timing issue or whatever it was, but it was sort of uncharacteristic psych writing, mm-hmm. you know, for the wrap up and the reveal. And uh, I'll just I'll just give it away now. My it, this is my least favorite, uh, you know, moment from the episode is you know they're they're given chase. When did fucking Sean have the time or the wherewithal to, you know, while being chased, get the gold into his pockets and grab enough rocks to stuff in that bag uh, to to fool uh, to fool Jack? Because at this point, Sean has figured out that Jack's a con man, so mm-hmm. you know he doesn't want him to have a gold. And I love that. The other thing I love too is Gus was like. You were gonna donate this gold to the museum, right? And Jack's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, sure, buddy. Yeah, yeah." Me yeah. and you, right here. Yeah. yeah. So, like, the 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 wrap up, which is usually the show's staple, you know, it was was definitely uh, weakened uh, in this in this particular episode. Yeah, but you had a nice uh, scene with Henry at the end there. Yep. Yeah, that was that was a great little, uh, you know, you know, nice. We've had a lot of these now. There's these these touching moments, these sentimental moments, you know, between Shaw and Henry, where you know Henry's basically like, "Listen, I know I was hard on you, but you know, you see why I didn't want you to grow up to be Uncle Jack." You know, you know, he knew his, he knows his his little brother's a you know piece of shit, and he doesn't want his son to follow suit. Yeah, because yeah, it's easy. And not even used to be a piece of shit. He yeah. still. <laughs> white Ferrari, white bathing suit, uh, sloppy steaks. This guy is a dick. And yeah. uh, I do love the Red Robin moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, him and uh, Henry having a little heart to heart reveals he's got the gold. Uh, <laughs> we want the gold, sucker. Like yeah. uh, Booker T once famously said, that's all we'll say about that. Uh, we're coming for you. Uh, but, you know, he's got the gold. You know, did you donate all of it-ish? Ish. Which I like. A nice yeah. little... Little, you know, you know, pay off some bills type moment there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Henry, like you said, tells him, you know, why he was the way he was and why, you know. And he even said, I, did, I didn't want to ruin your relationship. Like, why'd you let me hang out with him? Because I did want you to have the fun uncle. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, that, that moment was probably the strongest moment of the show. Um, and so with that said, let's actually just, let's just jump into the, uh, the Thundercats hoe here and let's, 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 let's discuss this, uh, you know, a little bit. So yeah, that was probably the strongest moment of the show was that, that moment between the two of them, because, you know, we, we don't see a lot of Sean just being candid and being honest, nor do we see that a lot from Henry. And, and when it's the two of them, you know, it just, again, it's adding layers to these characters that we, we love They're they're not just, comedic pieces out there delivering great lines um or or doing great bits of physical comedy there's 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 more to them so when you get an episode like santa barbara town later on it 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 hits a little bit different yeah and we already uh you know got the most touching moment uh, of the season where you know henry's fixing his collar in the uh the mirror as we find out that you know it was maddie who left henry which kind of really shapes this whole thing in a different light for everybody that Henry's not the prick. He wasn't the bad dad or the bad husband. He's actually kind of the man. And yeah. I think that, that sets up for this. And then you have here 
The interrogation room is classic psych. It's good writing. I felt yeah. like this was written in parts because everything that happens in that room, you know, whether it's the uh, Fergalus, you know, oh, it's it's not a word now, but when I played it in Scrabble, it, 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 yeah, or, right. however it was, uh, the you know the uh, the setup for the uh, let me be frank, yeah. um, you know, uh, the when Sean tries to get burritos ordered, not yeah. like all of that stuff is just hilarious, and the rest of it, it just seems, yeah. A little loose, a little less than you would expect. I think the next story is tighter, but this one, one of the looser psych written episodes until maybe a couple of random ones in season eight. Right, yeah. The, the stuff outside of the interrogation room, while, you know, the premise was fun, right? The, the treasure hunt was fun. It just, it did, it just fell a bit flat because even. Because even in the interrogation room, you got Gus bitching about, you know, his lost Puma. So fucking <laughs> Chief Vic brings him an Ugg boot. So when we get that chase it's a scene. Dope with my one Puma. <laughs> when we get that, that chase scene at the end where they're running, you know, where they're running away from the caves, you know, you got Gus with an Ugg boot and a Puma, and he loses the other Puma. So they just run around in an Ugg boot, hmm? uh, which was just, which is great comedy. So. Uh, you know, those those were sort of the best moments. Again, least favorable moment for me was really it was really the whole reveal. Uh, but most specifically, I always had an issue with the rocks and the gold. Like, yeah, like on paper, that's a great like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we'll we'll have him switch out the gold for the rocks and, you know, Uncle Jack will get his comeuppance. And but it just didn't play out, you know, the way we're used to these things playing out was like. I mean, to me, it was Uncle Jack because he's supposed to be the Sean, right? Yeah. He's supposed to be the older version of yep. Sean. You, know, you see this a lot. They have you know somebody come in out of nowhere, and it's like, okay, this is where this guy got a lot of his you know, swag or you know style or you know how he acts. And this was supposed to be kind of Sean's mentee a little bit yep. for his wild side, and you know he can't hold a candle. No. To you know the lines delivered like Mark Kitten like get the that that was just yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't even like he was winking at it he was like trying to deliver it like Sean would and yeah. it just fell flat in its face yeah yeah it just just a bit out of his element on that one uh, you know for show uh, so favorite character uh, I went with Gus um, I mean Sean really did nail it but I just I don't know it's just something about Gus's reactions, you know, like the Puma gag alone for me mm-hmm. is what sold it. Um, but just all his, all the, you know, the thing with the gauchos, uh, you know, the 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 stairs, see everything, like just all, like there was all the little things that, uh-huh. that made me go with Gus. Yeah, you know, his reaction to seeing Uncle Jack, and even when you know yep. he offered this guy uh, another fifty percent of the treasure. <laughs> um, to me, it's Sean. Sean. Uh, you know, He's won a million of these things. I'll win a million more. He carries this episode, you know, the line delivery with him. You know, he's kind of like Lucille Bluth from uh, Arrested <laughs> Development. He never misses a shot. He yeah. is just killing it yeah. uh, as usual. So give it to him. Henry can get some credit here. That's pretty much your main players. I mean, it's yeah. pretty much just a Sean Henry Gus and add Jack in because, like we said, you know, the police officers here kind of took a back seat. And this episode doesn't really do a whole hell of a lot. Like it, it gives you a little more connection between Henry and Sean and gives you a little backstory on Henry, but it's not like good. So you don't really care. And it never really comes yeah. up again. 
Yeah, I feel like they tried to do too much. Uh, the 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 idea was greater than the execution. Mm-hmm. You know, like they just tried to get a little too cute and to pull something like that off in you know what forty five fifty minutes, or however long these shows are. You know, minus the commercials, just wasn't enough time. Like this would have been good, like as a psych movie, right? Yeah, if, yeah. If, like an hour and a half. You can mm-hmm. flesh things out a little bit. You know, you have some more time to develop some clues or develop, you know, like. You cast this, somebody else other than yeah, uh, Jack. Right, right. This this would have played really well as a psych move. Obviously, they weren't doing them back then. But, like, to do all that in, like, 50, 52 minutes, eh, just, just. Uh, tough you know, hurdle. Tough hurdle. Yeah. Um, so, some lines here that we didn't we didn't go over yet. I, I, I love this one from the beginning. Uh, Sean's talking about you know, laws. He says laws are changing all the time. For example, did you know that it's now illegal for you to give a perm to a possum? And again, terrible line. Like it, it's yeah. it's not good. But in the context of the show and the way he delivers it, because he's always kind of like, and this is the problem with Jack. He's not winking at. It. Like yeah. Sean's always winking at this. Like you know, it's not real. He doesn't believe it, but like he is just doing it to be a stickler. Yeah, it, it lands. Yeah, and it's the delivery. These guys, like we say time and time again, their delivery is fucking flawless. Like mm-hmm. the timing of everything. Like that's. I mean, comedy is you know it's it's hitting the punchline, but it's also the story leading up to it, and it's the it's the delivery of it, right? And they they nail it. Like they, their cadence is perfect every single time. Just like with this next, I love this. This was classic Gus where Sean goes, I have to pee. And she Gus just goes, oh, no, you hold it in. Pause. Like a man. And the look he gives you. But, but I can, I can get, get a, a bladder infection. Yeah. Like a man. Yeah. Just, <laughs> it's, again, this stuff, like, the lines themselves are silly and stupid and, you know, outrageous. But they're perfect and they make you laugh because they're delivered and executed so well. Mm-hmm. And there's a knowledge base with the characters. I mean, I love yeah. the uh, I can't believe you pretended your uncle was your dad. Yeah. And then Sean's follow up to this is amazing. Oh, I wanted Gus's dad to do it, but there was a genealogy issue. I just couldn't solve. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> uncle Jack. Uh, classic doesn't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> and then Henry. We used to rouse. Pa- like, what a word. Yeah. What a word. Yeah. Rouse. Rouse and broads and punks and just like Henry would have would have thrived. In 1920s America, <laughs> yeah, because then he and then uh, Sean goes, "Rouse punks, who are you, Jack Lord?" Yeah, right. Which I forgot to look up who Jack Lord was. Uh, I meant to do that. He's I, like the dude from like Hawaii Five O. He's oh, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And like he's just like a he's like an old like he's only known for being an old detective. Yeah, that's right. I did so I did look it up, and I just forgot to put it. I put it down here, uh, and then Jules like. Again, didn't have many lines, but she did. She was. I spent the semester in Paris, got salmonella, lost twenty pounds. Best diet ever. A classic Jules line, right yeah, there. Yeah, classic Jules line. So let's let's bring this fucker home, Billy, shall we? Yep. Uh, sight running gags here in the creamsicle. Uh, Gus, good guy, uh, yep. wanting to donate it to the museum. Uncle Jack, uh, it's a, it's a running gag, but not a good one. Yeah, but well, because he does it all episode long, he's offering everyone fifty percent of the treasure. Um, Gus refusing oh. to use his work phone to get out of a jam. Uh, the amount but- of things that are Gus gags that stick already, and we're what four episodes into season three of an eight yeah. season show, and there's just more to come. Uh, Val yeah. Kilmer, as always, he's one of yeah. the few people that Sean can communicate with uh, 
uh, psychically, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> no Gus, don't be a. And then uh, Henry's cookie jar, which I also have a pineapple cookie jar. So, oh, so I've never. Um, I'm gonna need one of those because I love cookies. Um, but I've never wanted to buy like click oh, that shirt on an Instagram ad more than that pineapple Muppet shirt. Well, not just Muppets, Waldorf and Statler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need that. We we need that shirt. I might have to go back find that ad. Yeah, I'll Venmo you tonight. Yeah, yeah, because because I mean, and I'm pissed. I've got my Henry shirt right over here. I forgot to put it on. Uh, you know, I'm wearing just a you know classic old city sports shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that place has been out of business for a decade. <laughs> yeah, they still make the shirts though, but this shirt is, I think, a decade old. I love aside, you know, aside, they're still the most comfortable t-shirts I own. Mm-hmm. Tremendous. I've got about you know, four of them. I love them: purple, blue, light blue, and red. Tremendous. Um, so we, we, we've talked about this already. The Henry, you know, the, the new categories replaced the Henry prick alert as the Henry father of the year moment. And it's the red Robin scene at the end. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, Henry just crushing it, uh, you know, and you, you the, the vitriol that you had for Henry at the start of this, my God. Um, <laughs> and now it's, it's changed from prick to father of the year. And I'll tell you what, it's only going to get better. He just keeps becoming like. He's a little annoying at times, but he's never a bad dad. Yeah, well, so I will say, uh, you know, I know, I know for a fact there's going to be moments in season four or five, right, where he he reverts. We're, we're gonna, we might, you know, bring the uh, the the category out of retirement for a few times. But I just, I guess, I've forgotten over the years. Just like you forget these sentimental moments because mm-hmm. when, when he is a prick, he is a real good prick. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's what that's what gets tattooed um, into the brain. What were Gus's nicknames, Billy? Uh, Black Star, Home Skillet, Big Baby Burton, and this is great because it's at the end and he's just kind of like r- rifling them off. Um, yeah, yeah uh, like we call you Black Star, uh, Home Skillet, Big Baby Burton. Like it's just a classic Sean moment. Don't and then ever they call s- me Big Baby Burton. Yeah, uh, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> what about Bold? <laughs> what about Black? Who's gonna call you Black Burton? <laughs> like they just find a way to sneak in three nicknames in a row and yeah. they're all good. They're great. Um, so some obscure references we got. So when I said there's two curious George references that it's all the same, like he's, when he's talking about the fedoras and the yellow gauchos, that is, he's describing the man, in the yellow hat who mm-hmm. was, um, uh, what's the name of the word for, um, uh, he's not a treasure hunter. He's not a dinosaur bones digger. I can't think of the name of the profession. Anthropologist, I think sure. that's what he is. Um, I was I was about to say anthropology. You know that archaeologist. Really? Archaeologist. Thank you. I was thinking of that store. You know that women's anthropology. Store that, yeah, that uh, Megan goes to from time to that legacy place. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so I think that's where you know that they're they're right there. They're discussing. You know, they're they're describing the man in the yellow hat. Uh, I wrote down Goodfellas, and I can't remember what the Goodfellas reference was. There was a clear Goodfellas reference in this show. Um, subtle, but I got it, and I wrote it down, and then I forget. Um, Jack oh, why, Wal- uh, why Oxygen plays Goodfellas. Oh, that's right, 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 right. Um, we get the movie, uh, an Idle Hands reference. Or why, fo- yeah, or why Fools Fall in Love. The Idle Hands reference. It's like Idle Hands, but without any of the nudity, which makes this probably almost unwatchable. Right. <laughs> Uh, Jack Lord and uh, Harry Belafonte and uh, uh, 
Secret of Nim. What is the Secret of Nim? Uh, I remember hearing it. It is 1982 and Secret of Nim 2, 1998? Are you shitting me? What? Is this 16 years in between sequels? <laughs> and it looks like a Secret of Nim. A sexy adventure. romp? No, it's an animated adventure, children's. It doesn't look like it's Disney. Huh. Um, let's see here. It is released by... I don't even know. Yeah. Huh. No idea. No idea. But Secret of Nim, folks. So when we... The rating, Billy. So I had this... We both had this rated the same. And since the course of discussing this episode together, we have both significantly dropped uh, our rating. Uh, you more so than I. Uh, but I gave it a 6.0, Billy. Originally, I had it at 6.6. What, what do you have it at? 5.7? This might be the lowest psych score I give. I, maybe an episode in season eight, but I value season eight a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't love True Grits, but I think it's a better episode than this. I'm just trying to think of other ones I don't love. This is this is not the top, but still had its moments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, the the, the I do like a good treasure hunt, so that's what kind of mm-hmm. you know uh, gave it a couple more points for me because I probably would have been in the fives for the first time. I think um, so. Yeah, so come on, son. What do we come got? Come on, son. Week? Come on, son. son. Uh, Disco didn't die. It was murdered. I actually uh, let this play out a couple of times over the last several weeks because we've been off. Uh, I actually don't mind the episode. It was better than I remember. But, you know, obviously we'll dig into that next week. Is this the episode where we get the Santanio Holmes reference? And no, I think that's the um, that's one of your favorite episodes. Actually, oh, that's uh, yeah, Feet yeah, Don't yeah. Fail Me Now. Feet Don't Fail Me Now. Yeah, you know why? Because there's a scene I think where like they're they're outside like, in a similar area. Yeah, like in like suburbia, which they are typically mm-hmm. uh, they are typically. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a good story to this one. Um, I got a the comedy from this one. It you know is more like physical with you know Henry and Gus and all dressed up as you know. Oh, there's a scene with Gus Limpin that is just one of the funniest things. Yeah, the pimp and then him driving the car right and shining. Yeah, so there's again there's some great physical comedy that I remember, but I don't remember a ton of the lines from it. So it'll be it'll be fun to to rewatch this one. The one I can't wait to get to is Lion Ryan though. Ah, oh, and Bainsworth, right. I mean, yeah. amazing. I even like the next one. The uh, I think it's Earth, Wind, or Wait for it. If that's yeah. coming up soon, but uh, you know, it it does get better from here, folks. A it lot does. Better. It does. It's a steady climb upwards from this point on. So, Billy, my guy, where can the people find us? They can find us on Facebook on the hashtag Dork Shared Universe Facebook page. Just type in hashtag Dork and then an S. Um, you'll populate pretty quickly from there uh and then you can find all of the podcasts wherever you find podcasts there are many of them there are tldr there are change my mind there are pcp uh what if really long name to follow it but goo and uh wesley review that every wednesday haven't seen an episode yet might not uh and then there are the big boys dork and mac and goo did i miss anyone uh, just the PCP? streamers, Davey and Shime. Oh, Davey and Shime and yourself, Backcracker. So uh, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, also, that's Chunky, uh, exclamation point, selling like hotcakes. Go check them out. And go check out our merch, too, at the PCP store and get yourself a Pineapple Boys shirt. I've seen every cock on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, until next week, Billy, wait for it. Frank says I. <laughs>